0: I made 5 gallons of eggnog yesterday, Brad.
1: Your um, digestive health must be stronger than I thought. Well, okay, so it, look, some things happen when
0: you post a picture of a 20-gallon Cambro full of eggnog. I'm and sorry. You post, it's nog day. A 20-gallon what? Cambro, you Cambro? know, it's like a restaurant restaurant prep. Uh, huh. bucket. It's a big square bucket. It's clear and it has, okay.
1: it has markings on the side. I can, I can, I can visualize it. I've never heard the term cam. I will, I will say a brand. S- spending a fair amount of time on TikTok. The term cam bro. Oh, <laughs> seems like it could mean something very different, but go on.
0: No, it's not. No, it's I look, I, I haven't been learning dances. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a big, like, it's like a restaurant supply, bucket okay. basically right. it's like, it's uh, got a lid. It's got uh, it's made of Lexan and it's like sterile. So you can cook food in I'm sorry. Food I'm
1: in. sorry. It's made of I'm just going to
0: keep asking you about all the terms. Like Lexan. It's like Lexan, uh, uh, like a special kind of acrylic poly,
1: okay. poly like polycarb. You okay. know, acrylic. It's like a hard plastic. Do you do you feel great buying professional grade stuff? Like, obviously, there's plenty of home tier cooking stuff that you can get. But like when you, you know, if it's cooking implements or tools or you name it. If you go out and get the thing that the professionals use, do you feel like you've ascended? Um, I mean, sometimes
0: like I bought this just because it's nice to make one big batch and then dole it out instead of making like three small batches. That okay. means it takes like a third the time to to do the work. Can, so you're sous-viding, right? Yeah. So it's like, look, eggnog, you don't have to cook, right? When I cook the eggnog, it's just to pasteurize it. So <laughs> the, the bad toxins that make salmonella and make everybody really sick. Don't live in the in the nog. So, I mean, look, if you if you use enough booze, you don't have to cook anything. <laughs> well, see. You say that, but it's the poison that makes you sick, not the okay, not the critters. Yeah. So that's yeah, one. It's, it's one of those. Yeah. It's even the critter poop is the bad thing. Yes. Not it's, the, the, yes yeah.
1: it's the poop, not the critters. Yes.
0: Yeah. So so you um you mix it all up, stir it all up real good. Hopefully I did a good job stirring the one place I realized I didn't under calculate because this is the first year I've had the big camera. I did in two smaller vats last year. And uh, well, look. I didn't have a spoon big enough, so I'd put a rubber glove on that went up about midway up my forearm and then just mm. jam my whole arm down in there Ooh. to stir It's like a cow stomach. It was, it was kind of like, like doing cow proctology. Um, but the upshot is the nog is pretty good from what Ooh. I can tell. Yeah. Like I, and and it only took three batches to, uh, to do the full, like, like full pasteurization, which was nice. That was a, as opposed to taking all day. Usually, but and this, I did it all in one big giant batch.
1: This is going to be a very ignorant question. Are you pasteurizing with the sous vide? Yeah, so you
0: pasteurize with the sous vide. So, okay. so um, like in terms of killing bacteria, there's a bunch of different ways to kill bacteria. Like if you're talking about Making, say, a piece of chicken safe to eat, the FDA says get it up to 165 degrees or something, right? Right. And that's, they give you that temperature because that's the temperature at which instantaneous contact with bacteria at that temperature will pop the the cell walls of the bacteria and it will die. Uh, no, 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 no.
1: This is a good thing. This is no, a good I, know, thing. I know it's a good thing, but uh, just the, the visual of, like, you're, you're making your food safe to eat by spilling the guts of all the bad critters. <laughs> it's, it's still in there. It's just inert.
0: Oh, Yeah. I mean, look, Ah. look. This look. Everybody should take microbiology.
1: I I was literally just about to say, the less I think about microbiology, the more I will enjoy life. (laughs) Let's just keep going.
0: No, just like knowing about microbiology just means you don't have to be afraid of anything anymore because you know what's actually bad versus what you think is bad.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, So, okay, so you pop the pop the bacteria. Uh, you can also do it by doing a lower heat over a long period of time, which is kind of what pasteurization is. Or you can do pressure. Pressure is hard to do at home. It turns out, um, but but so you do like 162 Fahrenheit, which is high enough heat to break down oh, for 90 minutes. High enough heat to kill all of the all of the salmonella and all that stuff. Uh, and it also does a little bit of cooking on the eggs and the milk and stuff, and it helps is. helps the nutmeg and cloves kind of leach out of the spices and into the into the into the milk and egg.
1: I was, was going to say, I, as I have investigated nog recipes yes. after taking a cue from you last year, mm-hmm. uh, most of them mention that you will probably end up with some cooked floaty egg bits in there that you have to strain out. Did you? Yes. What, you what, wanna, was, what was your egg bit situation? You Look, you always strain. One okay. year I didn't strain. It was a mistake. I had to tell everybody to strain their nog. Ugh. Um, Did you? I, okay, follow up question. Yeah. After you strain? Yeah. Do you eat the egg? Oh, gross. No, it's all
0: because like all, what gets strained out. is like little bits of a of little tiny, tiny, small because I use a fine mesh sieve. Really, really small it's, bits of like egg yolk and then like little bits of nutmeg that were too big to go through the sieve. Mm, nut, it's not
1: going to be tasty. Not not. M- I'm trying to look I ground 24 grams of nutmeg egg, yesterday. That's egg, like seven nuts. Egg nutmeg nutmeg. I'm trying to make nut, this nutmeg egg, it's not, egg nutmeg egg egg it's nutmeg. Not, this is not working.
0: Yeah. Anyway. But then the bummer is I can't eat the nog because I'm having some stomach situation. Oh no.
1: And
0: oh no. I'm supposed to stay away from fatty stuff and spicy stuff. And, oh no. and yeah. Right. What else is there? What's what's left? She said no booze either. That doesn't what? affect me
1: all that much. But oh.
0: but but yeah, it's a it's a dark time. I mean, well. look, maybe I'll lose 10 pounds this holiday and start gain 10 <laughs> pounds this holiday.
1: Well, happy holidays to you. You know, I have to apologize. I haven't seen your face in at least two weeks. Well, I'm probably pushing three. It's been a at while. Point. There's something different about you, and I hadn't picked up on it for a second. And not just because NVIDIA Broadcast keeps removing your hair from the frame. <laughs> it's Look, it's removing my antlers. My antlers are just like...
0: Have, look, NVIDIA Broadcast doesn't know what to do with, with somebody who zip ties a bunch of antlers onto <laughs> their onto their headphones. I
1: have to... I really admire that level of festive dedication.
0: Look, it's to be clear. People, people look forward to it now. Like the Twitch stream, I didn't have them on because I hadn't, we didn't didn't do Christmas decorations before we went away for Gina's birthday. And uh, people were like, hey, where are the antlers, man?
1: Oh, I got to get the antlers out. If you, if you've built expectation, you're doing something right. I I I, know it's a family. It's a, it's a, it's a holiday tradition. Now I, I I was, I was very fond of getting my, my sad Charlie Brown Christmas tree out every year and bringing it to the office. That was, (laughs) I love the, the sad Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Yeah, it's good stuff. Anyway, uh, but I got my uh, haircut for yeah, the first hair. time since last June. You were like, so I saw you very briefly right around Thanksgiving. Yeah. And had forgotten that your hair, I think you're the only person who rivals the hair growth that I have experienced over the last 18 months of no haircuts. Well, I mean, look, I figured if I was going to live like a hermit, I might as well look like a hermit. Yeah, right? that's, kind of, that's kind of where I'm at, except then if you suddenly go travel to where a bunch of family is that you haven't seen for two to three years. Oh yeah. And, How'd that and, go? They're all, and they're all like why why? Why? Did you get called a long hair? That <laughs> was pretty no. No. Because unlike you, I did not get a haircut. Instead, I finally just forced myself to learn how to do a proper bun. On top or on back? Um, either or. That's really that part is that's just a fine detail. That really the technique is the same. It's really just how high you hold it when you tie it. So I did that for a long time. You do
0: the twist and then you wrap it around and then you jam the end through the middle, right?
1: Yes, I, I consulted quite a few people I know who would know how to tie a good bun. You didn't just go to YouTube and look up the no. the uh, bun influencers. In, in fact, let's say there's a, a, a younger 12 year old girl in the family that shows up to the family gathering. It's like a fun topic of converse. It's like a good conversation starter to be like, hey, help me master my bun technique. I'm just going <laughs> to I'm going to let my ridiculous hair down and just critique what I'm doing here. Tell me do how I can improve 12 yeah. year old girls. Very good at long hair. It turns. Yes, out. yes, we we. Oh, no. man, we had talked about doing a braid before the day was over, but didn't Oh, oh you didn't get there. Not get around to it. Do you have there's... enough? You could do Princess Leia ears. Uh, no. It's kind of like it's a good few inches past shoulder. It's about where mine was at this point, but I don't think that's quite enough. I expect to save a lot of money on conditioner and shampoo. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that man. Oh gosh, let's not even get into. Let's it's like into... three, <laughs> you... four pumps, man. It's you... a lot. Not only that, but when you have hair like this, the level of hair loss that occurs when you wash. Oh, it's horrifying. Is frightening. Yeah. <laughs> it's like multiple giant hair balls. Like it was enough to make me think that I was just instantly going bald. Like I was like, well, that's, that's it for my hair, I guess. But. Well, there, there were there were like
0: three things that convinced me it was time. One is that the woman who's cut my hair for the last 21 years was in town. She doesn't live here anymore, but she comes back occasionally to cut people's hair. And, and <laughs> ah, just one more haircut for
1: old time's sake.
0: No, like, look, at the rate I'm going, if she comes every six months, I'm probably good. <laughs> sure. Um. But but. uh then I was in the shower and I was like doing the conditioning. I was getting the tangles out and I looked forward. and I was like, man, there's a lot of hair over here and mm-hmm. a lot of hair over the other side. Like the sides, it's real thick and you can't see through the hair to see the outside world. But on the front, it's like a beaded curtain. It was a little mm. bit. Uh, it was noticeably thinner. So then mm. I then I just started taking pictures of the back of my head and I was like, oh, crap. I look like a bald guy with long <laughs> hair. That's not good. It's the worst possible. No, I don't want that. Nobody wants it's that. Like, it's a, it's a, like it's a bad look. Party in the back and nothing in the front. Look, man, I was party all over. But um, but yeah, so w- the consensus we came to was that it like if I had had more hair on top that I could do that Keanu length pretty okay. good. Uh-huh. But without the hair on top, it's just sad. So she just lopped it all off like three that's, swipes. No, hey, no mercy. No fanfare. Mm-hmm. I, I expected a medal, frankly, Brad. <laughs> did, nothing. Did
1: you... Did, did you did you donate the hair? It wasn't, it wasn't long enough. Oh, no? is there actually a cutoff? Is there a this is yeah, not they, they want a
0: fair. They, they want more than I was. With. I, I would have had to go probably another nine months to get to the. length oh, wow. Of the hair people would take it. See, and that frankly, is my... my plumbing. Can't take that much more. <laughs> hair.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. I've been just removing multiple hairballs from the shower every time I wash my hair. now. Oh, like, yeah. I like make, if I, I make sure that doesn't go down the drain, because that's no good.
0: If I don't if I don't pull the ball, if I didn't pull the hairballs out before I got out of the shower, then it would just not drain um but do you know about the you know about the rubber the plastic zip tie they're like zip tie clog yankers oh it's like a plastic snake they make them in sink and tub lengths they're awesome so it's like uh it's like a it looks like a zip tie thing it's like about an inch half an inch wide with a handle and it has teeth that like you know it's like barbed so like it's pointy on the way that you shove it in and then it opens wide on the way back so when you yank it back it grabs all the gross it's shit like a, it's like a bee stinger. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But for, but
1: for like leftover human refuse that goes down the drain. Uh, look, I mean, we've all had to make a lot of changes and adapt to a lot of things over the last year and a half. But yeah, if you're <laughs> if you were willing to dredge up whatever it is that is clogging up your drain and bring it back up, you were a braver man than I am.
0: Brad, do you have any favorite holiday traditions? Hmm. Like, you know, sit down in front of the tree, get a roaring fire, pop up with a glass of nog and a little splash of bourbon. Weight
1: gain was probably. Okay. <laughs> okay. My yeah. favorite. Actually, yeah. le- well, most and least favorite, actually.
0: <laughs> Look, pros there's ups and downs. On one side, none of your pants fit. On the
1: plus side, all of your elastic pants <laughs> still fit. <laughs> That's true. Also, there's, there's something to be said for a certain level of abandon, you know, <laughs> just saying screw it.
0: Yeah, like sh- things aren't getting easier from this point yeah. on. Yes, no. Anyway, how about you? Uh, you know, we like to sit down uh, you know, after the tree's decorated, turn off all the lights in the living room, turn on the festive lights, you know, maybe maybe have a fire. I don't know, sometimes not. Um, and then watch uh some classic Christmas television, yeah, you know. Actually,
1: the, now that you mention it, yeah, I've been thinking about it for, I've been feeling weirdly nostalgic for Christmas programming from before I was born.
0: Yeah, like a Such. like a Grinch, like the 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 animated Ooh. one with Boris Karloff Ooh, I mean, I is always about, good. I thought about
1: the Grinch is a good one. I should look for that. It's, it's a Wonderful Life has been in conversation recently. Yep. yep. Rudolph the Red-Nosed uh, Reindeer, real banger with Burl Ives. Which I, did you know I was reading that, like, uh, first of all, It's Wonderful Life was not a hit on release. No. Like, it was kind of a flop, but further, apparently, <laughs> a large swath of the country, or at least the government, saw it as potential communist propaganda. Well, but yeah, because he was anti-banks
0: like, and... Like, Yes, yeah.
1: and yes, the FBI apparently issued a memo <laughs> warning about the movie's potential subversive influence. That would have been J. Edgar
0: Hoover's uh-huh. FBI, was, I believe, right? That was
1: yes, that was extremely Hooverific of them. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, it's a fine
0: film. I've only watched it once. I watched it in high school on a date one night and mm. it was it was fine.
1: That's it's
0: good. It is good.
1: It's yeah. good. You know what else is good? What else is good? You know what is both one of the best specials and I would argue also unequivocally the best Christmas album.
0: Oh, You're going to talk about Bieber's Christmas album?
1: uh, Yep, that's the one. You got it. Wow, boy, can't believe we pulled that one out. We we are of more like mind than I thought. Let me tell you, his version of Little Drummer Boy is Uh, just a (laughs) stone cold banger. (laughs) I'm actually talking about a Charlie Brown Christmas.
0: Oh, the Vince Guaraldi Trio. The the Vince Uh, Guaraldi
1: Trio, Charlie Brown. That is the that is the quintessential Christmas album, as far as I'm concerned. uh, If I could only have one, if I could have two, it's that and and Christmas with Johnny Cash. Oh, well, Christmas with Johnny Cash is pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I re- I so
0: Charlie Brown Christmas is probably the only Christmas album I've ever actually bought. Like okay. I, I bought yeah. a CD of that yeah. at one point. Extremely worth it. Um, and then by the time I was interested in listening to more Christmas music, I was like on a streaming service of some kind, probably. But um, yeah, that, that'll happen. But, but. Uh, we listened to that. We listened to she and her uh, she and him the Zoe Deschanel M Ward. Like I don't know. It's like kind of 60s croonery okay, all right. bops. It's good. I can, I can the get second one's not
1: as good as the first one, but the first one's pretty good. I could get into that. Did you, did you know? Did you know? Yes. Did you know that Apple TV has taken permanent possession of a Charlie Brown Christmas? Wait, I thought that was a CBS jam. They acquired it. The word acquired was used in the news story I read about this. They acquired a Charlie Brown Christmas last year. And now that's the only official way to watch it. you think there's some horse trading going on there? What I what did don't know. What did
0: Disney have that CBS wanted?
1: Do hmm. you think they got LL Cool J? I wonder if they even owned it by the time Apple bought it. I wonder if it had already changed hands, maybe. Like, who owns... Does, does Charles M. Schultz's
0: estate own peanuts, or does, like, Scripps own peanuts? I don't know. Who owns peanuts?
1: I bet it's going to say Mr. Planner. Let's see. The company... Peanuts worldwide. The company that owns the rights to all things Snoopy, Charlie Brown. Oh, has three owners. These three kids probably. A, no, a company called WildBrain, which is the majority owner, plus Sony Music, and then the family of Charles Schultz. So, oh, it sounds With like shareholders, huh? Okay, yes. Yeah, so it has been Oops. it has been fully embraced by corporate interests. Anyway, so this
0: was just a straight. The contract expired, and Disney wrote the fat
1: check to get something, the, to get the sad tree. Something like that, but apparently when they bought it last year, they made it available for free, which, as far as I'm concerned, is the right thing to do. Yeah, it's a it's a
0: treasure that belongs in the Smithsonian.
1: Well, uh, no longer the case. Apparently, this year you have to pony up if you want the sad Christmas tree. Hmm. Can you buy it on
0: Blu-ray and stuff still?
1: Uh, maybe. Probably. You know, there's probably a lot of things you could do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> OK. Uh, I, I feel like. Man, that's harsh.
1: It is, right? Because that used I've, to just
0: be on TV for free. It was on CBS. Yeah, I mean, every well, year. You know,
1: yeah, you know, they ran ads. It's the whole you're you're the product. There. Yeah. But I think I, another thing I was reading about This wonderful life is I think the copyright expired, and that's why it started getting shown on TV so much.
0: Oh, yeah, it's
1: been public and domain. It
0: was it, it it was for many many years the example of public domain. Like, mass market media that was in the public domain like, kind of by
1: accident. like, and, and kind of being a good thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. here is a now beloved thing that has a pretty nice message to it that uh, has been seen by a lot more people.
0: Yeah, we talked briefly about doing a cartoon version of It's a Wonderful Life uh, with Foo. Oh, really? Uh, and then much smarter people just were like, that's a terrible idea. You shouldn't do that. Mm. People will just be upset and angry at you for, for, for oh. soiling this. Beloved classic.
1: Yes. From from the standpoint of not messing with the classics, I think those people were quite wise.
0: Okay, Brad. Yes. I got a thought experiment for you. I, I love them. Hit me. Okay. So it, the year is 2021. It's December. Wait a minute.
1: I thought this was hypothetical.
0: You have been in a coma for 25 years. You wake up.
1: I. I mean, again, I thought this was supposed to be hypothetical.
0: No, look, 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 <laughs> <Go> look. <on. laughs> People wake up from comas all the time. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go ahead and tell you this was made this 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 one. I saw a fake story on a on a bad satire site and was like,
1: oh, wait, did they get you? They got me. Oh boy, it well, happens, like, it happens it's not my the best fault of us.
0: Yeah, they did a bad job. Like it wasn't. It nowhere was it labeled. Like it wasn't clear satire. It
1: was just. It read like a
0: real story. So. You're saying
1: you're saying there was no slash s at the end of the headline. Look, like, you don't need that. <laughs>
0: Okay, so once I wrote an editorial for MaximumPC.com, and I signed it, Alexis Luthor, Lex
1: Luthor, mm-hmm. yes. and it was
0: about—I I don't remember—it was obvious satire, uh-huh. and like eight people got it. And I was like, "Oh, really? This is an important that's, lesson."
1: Oh, God, that's okay. Well, that puts yeah. some things in perspective because yeah. of the the proliferation of having to like like fully. Delineate when you're being sarcastic on the internet, like that whole thing, like the slash s. Yes. I mean, like yeah. literally having to actually <laughs> indicate, "Hey, this is sarcasm." Just d- endlessly depresses me. <laughs> it's like, is this really where we're at with interpersonal communication? Yes, yes it
0: is. Apparently. So, so, anyway, I saw the fake story, but it, I was like, "Man, if you woke up from a coma after 25 years, which does occasionally happen, it's it's rare." Imagine, like that means you went to sleep. In 1990s, December of 1996.
1: 96, yes. Okay. So so you, at that point, you know that Bill Clinton is still the president. Bill Clinton was just elected. No, no, 92. Bill Clinton Uh, is just reelected as Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean is that you know that you're in for another four years.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think the Lewinsky thing kicked off by that point. I don't think it had. I don't think so. That was ahead of you.
1: That was pretty late second term, yeah. So like Um, people
0: talking about blowjobs on national TV (sighs) never happened up until that point. (laughs) Cigars. Yeah, so, go, uh, uh. Um, so think about that. Like in 1996, I had I probably I had a personal computer for sure. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, but you might not have known what USB was at that point.
0: USB would have been non-existent because USB wasn't really supported. Like, like you had ports, but you couldn't use them for anything because it didn't work on Windows 95. I
1: think wasn't it? OSR 2. OSR 2 for yeah. 95 did support yeah. USB, but not most really, people, though. Most people needed 98. Yeah. Well, there weren't any devices because nobody like you couldn't plug a printer
0: or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, like you probably didn't have broadband. You probably hadn't been exposed
1: Ooh. to video on the Internet. Definitely. I like 96 is when I got dial up Internet for the first time. There was definitely almost almost no broadband. Yeah.
0: Audio. Like uh, if you were if you were downloading audio files, they were probably MIDI.
1: Yeah.
0: You might have got like
1: yeah. that was right at the yes. beginning of MP3 time. Yes, you're right. I think 97 was the first I downloaded. My first MP3 was an MP2. Yeah, but my first MP3 is MP2 as well. Yeah. Uh, also, I was—I don't know why I—I I started going down a Winamp rabbit hole. We talked about Winamp weeks. on the show a couple weeks ago. Maybe that's what kicked it off, but uh, and also like being exposed to the fact that there's still a Winamp community out there. Um, but uh, that people led still make skins. The, that uh, probably, but that that also led me to what was the name of that Fraunhofer MP3 player? The very first—it was literally the first piece of MP3 playing software ever made. Oh. It was like, oh gosh, what was it? It you know wasn't just about? a codec. No, no, no. That was it. Was an actual Windows application. I cannot remember. Oh, the I name never used of it. that. I think I was. Well, that's um, what I used to play my first MP2. I wish I could remember what it was. It was something from the radio. I used Music Match jukebox uh, back then. Let me just see here. I'm on the Winamp page. Well, we could follow up on this later. That would actually, honestly, like
0: history of MP3 is quite ret- an interesting episode. Yeah,
1: a, a retrospective on early, early digital audio would be super fun. But um, uh, we, you
0: know, we know people who worked on some of the early
1: first paid streaming services, too. That's true. That's true. Um, a lot of people, it turns out. Yeah. Uh, digital cameras were not really a thing. I was reading. Honestly, I hadn't randomly landed on a forum thread about obsolete technologies the other day. So I've got a ton of these. But I think like very late 90s is when digital cameras were really starting to come around. And like there were those early Sony ones that, that literally used floppy disks as a storage medium.
0: So I had at work, we had a digital camera for, for work stuff to take pictures of things, um, in 98 or 99. Okay.
1: So you've probably never seen a digital camera at 96.
0: No, like, like, and cell phones were still pretty rare. Like people had them, but it was like doctors and realtors and people who were like, don't work in traveling salespeople, not like
1: your mom. That was also the era of the bag phone, which is a phrase that I find endlessly entertaining. I think 96, <laughs> we probably phone. had, we like, I know that the startech came
0: out around 96 or 97. And that was a, that was a kind of revolutionary moment for, for cell phones. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I definitely had in the house then that I don't have now is an electric can opener. Wow! Did really? you have an electric can opener when you were a kid?
1: Yes, we absolutely did.
0: Yeah, you put the cans on, you hit the push the little button down, and, was a, and then it hangs there, and it, you take it, it off. Was,
1: it was a gigantic pain.
0: Oh, really? I liked ours. Our, ours hung from the underside of the cabinet.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, um, but so we were making pumpkin pie over the holidays, and That's my daughter does. helps me make the pies as, yes. as as she does. And I was like, "Hey, go get the pumpkin pie out of the thing, the pumpkin pumpkin puree out of the closet. Can you?" You know, can you, I? I need you to open the can. She's like, "How do I open the can, Dad?"
1: And I said, "And I realized well, this is a moment <laughs> that's is, fraught with peril. This, this is a teachable moment. This is a historic moment in a child's life.
0: Yeah, I could, I could, but but also it's an opportunity for me to completely cancel myself. It turns out if I if I answer poorly, you don't remember the Bean Dad?
1: Oh gosh, right, yes.
0: Wow. It all starts the same way, Brad. Oh, no. One bad misparenting misstep. Oh, wow.
1: Yes. No, this is suddenly became very fraught.
0: So uh i told her to go get the can opener and she came back with the juice the lemon juicer first i was like no not that one the other one with the handle and the and the and the thing she's like okay and then she tried it like five different ways and she actually figured out the other way to use the can opener that nobody ever does where you put the where you hold it flat horizontal
1: and you cut around the the flat edge oh that's what we've got the one with the hand hand operated can opener we've got only does that i think now Oh, it it, it just I, it just like pops the the, the whole lid off. Whole it lid off. It doesn't pierce into the the mm. edges of the lid. It it literally just you, yeah.
0: See, ours pierces in, and it just makes the whole top incredibly razor sharp And of so yes. just the inside yes. edges.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But but yeah. So then I showed her how to use it, and then that was the end of that story.
1: Hey, teach your child to use a can opener. You'll never open another can in your life. Okay, let's do some math here. Okay, Uh, I've had this blue Yeti. Well, these are this is gonna be fuzzy math. To be fair, is your microphone my 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 everyday my daily driver my daily talker? Okay, thousands Uh, of words have gone millions at this point. Probably millions, probably millions, but probably thousands of plug unplug cycles. I'm sure. Okay, so again, fuzzy math. I hold on, wait. Why would you unplug and plug it a thousand times? You plug your microphone in once, and then you just move it over when you want to talk into it. Hey, look, we've got look. There are personal habits personal preferences here we can discuss. First, I want to say it was 2014 when I got this thing, maybe 2015. So we're
0: okay, talking so, five,
1: six, yeah. seven years of use on this Yeti. Hey, do you want to know how you can make absolutely positively a hundred percent sure that your microphone isn't on? Uh, Like do you back over it with your car a few times? <laughs> that would work on a permanent basis. Yes but if you want to use the microphone again you could just pull the cable out
0: but but when the computer is off the microphone won't work well like let's say the computer is on most of the time but, but then you're wasting a lot of electricity
1: look i just
0: i'm
1: a fairly paranoid person okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> just the easiest well way to make sure easiest way to make sure is to just unplug the camera and the microphone every time you're not using them okay that's fair anyway uh, you've put the fear of God in me at some point about plugging and unplugging cables too much. Yeah, I was going to say, those have a duty cycle. Like, I've, like, is that actually rated? Like, is there a, a quantified failure rate on stuff like that?
0: Yeah, USB-A duty cycle.
1: Yeah, so so this is mini, or yes, mini, not micro, mini. This is mini USB, is that A? Is it mini? Yeah. Or is it the square one? Yeah, it's the square. Well, not exactly square, but with a little kind of notch inside. It's not mini, it's not the... I'm sorry, it's not micro. It's not micro. It's the one in between. Oh, OK, so it's mini. Mini, yes. Oh, huh. mini USB. I've plugged and unplugged this thing as many as probably three times a day. Sweet for mother. years on end. Do yeah, I, I'm do you- not finding the duty cycle stuff on the testing
0: for this. You like I know that like HDMI ports are rated for several hundred. That's usually
1: it. that's crazy. I mean, we spent years moving. PlayStation's and Xbox Xbox is around the office from place to place, plugging and unplugging constantly. And I don't think we ever broke an HDMI port.
0: I've so I've broken an HDMI port before. Um uh, my PS4 Pro I had to spend send them two hundred bucks to fix the HDMI oh port no. on it.
1: Oh, because that's yeah. I'm sure I'm sure at that point they just replaced the entire main board, right?
0: No, they put a, uh, you know what, maybe they did. I don't know. I didn't open it at, up
1: to see. At that price, I bet that's exactly what that was.
0: I It was it was basically a hundred bucks
1: for them to look at it and a hundred bucks for them to fix it. Oh, okay. Um, Because it was out of warranty. But, I'm almost, but, almost surprised. Well, I guess they don't expect people to break ports very often, but I'm almost surprised ports aren't on like some kind of easily replaced daughter board for, and well, stuff like that.
0: I mean, look. It's this is the this is the it adds ten cents to the yes, overall I'm cost sure of the I'm machine. Not, I'm sure right. it's
1: way cheaper to put everything on
0: one board. It is way cheaper to put everything on a single board. Like that's why mice that have daughter boards that go vertical and stuff like that are so much more expensive than just your book garden variety twenty dollar flat mouse with the long throw buttons. Um, so. Yeah, yeah I I my understanding is that almost everything so like the the end of the USB port that plugs into the computer the mini port so having a mini ports probably a good thing I thought the the snowballs which were famous for losing the U, the USB ports dying on the blue snowballs uh use the old the old fat you know the the a the full size like side a connector
1: yeah USB like what you think of as just USB right
0: it's not the rectangle one. It's the square one with the notches out of the corners,
1: oh, the, the square with the two, like two corners are or, or diagonal. Yeah, like you plug oh, into that a
0: printer or, a, or a, like an external hard drive with oh, a power brick.
1: There is a name for that. What is that? I It's forget. the host
0: side USB A, I believe. So, is, is that the, what it is? The, okay. Yeah. It's sort of okay. a point one or something like that, but it's, okay. I mean, it's the one, it's the printer one. It's yeah. The TLDR. Yeah. Um. And I know that the, a, the normal, a side that everybody plugs into the back of their computers has a high re- duty cycle. Uh, like number of
1: insertion and ratings. Like that's like the whole point of that co- of that board.
0: Yeah, same thing for the um for the micro and minis. I don't know about the host side
1: on the okay. A, so okay, all right. Well, maybe I'll breathe a little easier about this microphone. You might be okay. Okay. At the same time, maybe getting something better than the Yeti would not be the worst thing. You do talk into a microphone I professionally, <laughs> I Brad. Do maybe? May, am I ready for XLR? Look. Am I ready? I, I got the MoTu, the Mark of the Unicorn,
0: earlier oh. this year. Yeah, rock solid. I That's, love it.
1: I, I I just want to own a product called Mark of the Unicorn. So maybe maybe I'm in. It's your time. You deserve it. Brad, what's air travel in the time of Rona like? Let's see here. I'm trying to think where to start. Um. I did not see a single adult meltdown over mask mandates. Well, that's probably good. Kind of my first concern. I didn't see quite a, quite a few people obeying the letter of the law, but absolutely not the spirit about mask wearing though. You know what I mean? A lot of noses. Like more than that, like quite a few, just like chin strap masks, you know, it's just like, just hanging around the neck. It's like, why are you even bothering at this point? Come on. Come on. Um, I went double mask. Okay. Uh, like Spider-Man
0: in, and then also an N95 underneath.
1: That's right. Yes. No, not quite. I mean, that would have been pretty good
0: actually, but now that you mention it,
1: I wonder um, what they do to you if you went through TSA wearing like a Spider-Man mask. That's a point and laugh. I don't know. I went, I went n 95 and then like a disposable hospital cloth okay. or not cl- like paper, like a surgical, surgical mask. Yeah. yeah, kind of yeah like yeah. surgical mask over, over top. Boy, Wearing an N95 for let's see, probably about eleven hours yesterday. Sure, sure left my face looking interesting at the you end. A weird, weird mark. Just like big old across yeah. both cheeks, just gigantic indentations in my. Anyway, were you um, tired?
0: I find I find that I get a little bit tired
1: from breathing. It was not so bad. Okay, one of we one of the planes was sweltering on the runway, and boy, I sure was sweating inside that mask at that point. Yeah, that's bad. that was that was no good, but um. The breathing is not a big it's really the glasses fogging. That is the thing that just yeah, the glasses
0: fogging. I, I got one of those Gina got me one of those fog masks, uh, which fits around my nose real well. So I don't fog the glasses. And it's what I wear. If I'm not like if I have to go into a doctor's office or something, I wear an N95 usually or if I'm going to be inside someplace for a long time. But That's usually pretty. I wear those reusables and they're
1: pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, And then I think uh, was it on the patron episode we did last? Uh, we went through my travel manifest of electronics. Yeah, you, you brought a whole, like... Uh, I don't, man. You brought some stuff. If I had brought a laptop, which I don't own yet, but will soon, that would have been, like, everything I could possibly travel with <laughs> electronic-wise. You could uh, take I had, your case. I, what, my PC case? Yeah. Oh, dude, I would never take that thing anywhere near an airplane. Okay. No, thank you. Uh, let's see. Xbox Series S, iPad Pro, Kindle, Mr., this blue Yeti, mm-hmm. my Switch. Mm-hmm and then like 8000 connectors and adapters and cables and wait did you plug the yeti into the ipad? No, I, there was a laptop on the other end. It was not oh, a great. Uh, it was not a great laptop, but it was barely enough to record on. Okay. Uh but uh TSA didn't blink. Really? of that. Even the mister, which I had in like two layers of bubble wrap. I thought for sure they would want to get that thing out and at least look at it and ask me what it was or something, but just nothing. No no questions. I just sailed through. I was like both ends. Huh. Like San Francisco and and on the East Coast, like both times, just like you, you, they didn't care about this bespoke like ramshackle looking pile of circuit boards and wires mm-hmm. that is the Mister. But man, they hate coffee. What what happened to your coffee? Wait, did you try to take liquids through? Not liquids. No, this was whole bean coffee. Oh, I, I was I was gifted a fairly small bag of coffee. Oh, yeah. Well, they think that there's drugs that I brought back. And this has happened every single time I've ever flown with any quantity of coffee. Yeah. It triggers a full bag, unpack and search. Yep. And And, they do the wipey thing with the mass spectrometer and all that. Yes. The chemical swab happens on the coffee bag. Yep. What is it? Uh, It's
0: because people, dumbasses use coffee to hide uh, the scent of other things. Aha. Is my theory. I don't know if this is true or not. If you work for the TSA and you can tell us without like blowing your... Security, I air quoted that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious
1: to know, but that was my assumption. That's that is the most plausible explanation I have actually heard.
0: When uh, I came back from SCAA with a bunch of coffee in my bag, I got I thought I was going to get cavity searched. They were so anxious about
1: me. <laughs> yes, it was. It's yes, it's a little invasive. You know. Also, though, I think I may have mentioned this before. There was a period where I was wearing a lot of giant bomb merch when I flew. Yeah. Just because, you know, we got a lot of hats and hoodies and stuff. It's just good. It's good, comfy travel gear. I was like, well, I got it. I might as well give it a shot. Mm -hmm. I sure was getting pulled for random search a lot in that period.
0: I had a laptop that had bomb, a giant bomb sticker on it that Uh I put another sticker over top of the giant. So it just said bomb. Oh, good. And it was always really important that you put that face
1: down in the tray Uh when you go through TSA. Yes, I, I asked someone, eventually I asked someone I know who works for the government, like, hey, do you think this is, there's actually a correlation here? Like, come on, really? Like, it's a cartoon character. Like, these logos are so stylized, they can't possibly, right? And this person said, that's absolutely what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, stopped wearing the giant bomb stuff. Don't wear the
0: giant bomb stuff on the airplane. You can't even You can't even wear giant ba- – look, he, they, you couldn't joke about having a bomb in the airport. But now you can't even joke about wearing a shirt that says bomb on it.
1: Mm, where will it's, it end?
0: Americans taking our freedoms
1: I have a hunch, yeah, a a fear, uh huh, a prediction, yeah, that perhaps the great American tradition of buying real Christmas trees is on the wane. What do you think? Have you bought a real Christmas tree lately? Well, never. I've never lived in a domicile that could accommodate one. You could jam one into your house. I've had I I one in a smaller apartment than you have. (laughs) Look, you could put a lot of things in an apartment. Doesn't mean it's a good idea. Fair. Uh no I have I've just never but weed always growing up that was just like unheard of of. well okay you probably probably went in the
0: backyard and chopped one down
1: yes (laughs) wait you weren't actually growing those as Christmas trees right they just happened to be there no they were fucking planted to be Christmas trees they were
0: planted in 1980 in December when you plant pine trees did your did your dad really plan
1: He planted 2000 Christmas trees, Brad, years, 2200 Christmas trees. That's just, well, okay, well, (laughs) but that's probably going to cover a human lifetime of Christmas trees.
0: He literally walked back there and was like when we were planting them when I was five years old, he said, look, these trees one day are going to send you to college. Will? oh, man. And he planted a bunch of shitty white pines because he didn't do the market research to find out that nobody buys white pine Christmas trees because they make too big a mess and the needles are too long. Wait, so you were stuck with a lifetime of substandard Christmas trees? Well, now it's just a field full of trees. It was kind of nice. But it was a two-part plan, right? One is to sell some Christmas trees. Part two was get some trees in the back of this flat 15-acre field hmm. so that something breaks the wind that comes down the valley toward the house.
1: Yeah. yeah, The big copes of trees, not the worst thing to have around. Uh, Yeah.
0: But also- I mean, it, it basically for five years, when I was in like middle school and high school, it ruined every single holiday season because people would just drive up. If there was a sign that says come to the Christmas tree farm, people didn't care if it said eight to six. Like we had somebody rolling at nine o'clock on Christmas Eve one night. Oh, what? And like, you're not going to turn them away because it's Christmas. Yeah. But like what the the... The circle of life on the Christmas tree farm. And I'm sure I've said this before, but always people would come out and be like, "Man, I'd love to cut my own Christmas tree." And then they get out there with the crappy saws we provided them, and they'd look at the tree and they'd get about a quarter of the way in and be like, "Man, this sucks. Let's go get the boy." <laughs> so then, guess who got to go out at, at, at eight o'clock at night and cut down the tree for the guy who didn't plan well?
1: Did you get Did you get out the good saw
0: for that occasion? Look, you can't. Once you've given them the bad saw, you're committed to the bad saw. Oh no. You can't, but plus my parents didn't trust me with the good saw. I was kind of a dangerous kid. Like, that's, you know,
1: that's fair. Look, like, I get it. I get it. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like everybody I know is going artificial these days, well, but there are also, there are some nice artificial ones at this point. So what do you think a real tree costs now?
0: Like you want a nice eight foot fir tree, go, go someplace, like go to a lot, pick it up. What do you think that costs? You're muted by the way.
1: Sorry okay. for, for a clearing going on over here. Also, uh, I should, I'd mention, uh, relatedly that the local tree nursery where I was staying for the last couple of weeks was robbed of all of their Christmas trees while we were there. Wow. Dark somebody, times. somebody broke in in the middle of the night and literally took all their Christmas trees. That is really messed up. It's really messed up. Um, gosh, a hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, like a five, six footer in San Francisco
0: started about 80 or hundred bucks. Okay. Well, that's San Francisco prices. I mean, I, I bet, I bet back home in the
1: eighties, it was like 30 or something, right?
0: Well, so when we were selling the bad white pines, we were selling them for. Um, they started at seven dollars and fifty cents. Wow, budget <laughs> that was for a small tree. one. Okay, anything that didn't have a label on it, we had we figured this out the hard way the first year. You had to put the label on the cheap ones and leave the expensive ones unlabeled, because otherwise they would just you know cut take the label off and
1: then it yeah. would be a cheap one. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, the idea of a fake tree felt like sacrilege, but I think I am uh, a convert. At this point. Uh,
0: I mean, there's a lot to be said about the. Pre- so we bought a pre-lit tree of like four years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to be said about going to the garage, getting the three pieces out, stacking them up on each other. And then the, just all that, all the bad work of lighting the Christmas tree being done. Yeah. You just hang some ornaments. You're good. Yeah. And, you're- and they look they look kind of close enough to real trees. We usually buy some like real garland. So the house smells okay. a little bit piney.
1: So this was uh this was kind of a brand new 2021 model. Oh, I should say. A uh, couple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has, it's led lit. It's got warm white LEDs that I have to say are the closest to the real thing I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. I was actually shocked. Like I, I am, I am an incandescent warm white holdout. Like well, I want, you, yeah, you use
0: like real bulbs. I, like, w- I
1: want, I want my Christmas lights looking as close to orange as possible. Burn that tungsten. Yeah, uh, that's right. But, uh, these were like almost indistinguishable, I have to say, but also they have all these modes where they also transition to colored lights. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's that was, an RGB and warm white. Yes, they that's go back fancy. and forth, and it's got like ten modes where there's like a nice a slow fade from warm white to colored and back. There's like blinking, twinkling modes. Uh, there's a pastel mode in between that's like halfway between the warm white and Ooh. the colored. That's like a, it's got some color, but it's sort of washed out and brighter and stuff. It's real like that sounds man, pretty good. Man, it's pretty good stuff, and that's like a basic one. Like I can't even imagine there. There have to be like Wi-Fi connected trees. Well, so point, I was gonna right? say
0: I looked before we did the show because the twinkly people, the ones that make the the RGB addressable lights so like you you lay the strings out we've talked about them before you lay the strings out and then you point your phone camera at them and it fires off each one at a time so it knows where
1: yeah. in 3D gotta,
0: space the bulbs are
1: it's got to construct a 3D model right
0: yeah uh uh they make a pre-lit tree now which Ooh. i'm i'm interested in cuz i would like my my tree to look like a candy cane and and to twirl
1: i bet that costs a pretty penny
0: it's like 400 bucks it's less. i was expecting it to be more to be honest like like i feel like a decent pre-lit that's like seven eight feet tall
1: is probably going to be 200 bucks i mean look, minimum much much like your dad you're just investing in your future
0: yeah that's that's my daughter's college tree <laughs> okay so this was the first time you've been out of the house since you you migrated
1: the nut server and started yeah. out getting you got like your redundant pie holes. How how'd it go? I went on this giant campaign in late 2019 to like, I never, I, I basically at some point I got tired of like going to the office and having forgotten the save game I needed to bring in. Yeah. For example, things like that. Right. And at some point I was like, you know what? I don't ever want to be away from the house and not be able to get something digital from the house that I needed. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I set up VPN on my router. I put everything on the UPS. I got the nuts server <laughs> very elaborately set up so that like, Nothing could lose power and not be able to either come back on automatically or even let me just turn it on remotely.
0: Oh wait, you can wake on LAN or remote yes, start so, the, so that server
1: too. My, my my NAS and my Windows PC are both wake on LANable. So even if the power goes out and they're off, off, I can still log into one of these Pis, which comes back up automatically when the power comes back on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and wake the, these machines up and get stuff. Oh, that's I can work. Re- cool. I can remote desktop in. I can SSH in. I can you know. I, nothing was beyond my reach you've got access 247 and then literally it was about i think end of january 2020 that i finally perfected that whole setup and was done with it quote unquote when you I, never needed to leave the house and again then, and then and then instantly never needed to leave the house again <laughs> yeah um i don't there's not an interesting conclusion to this story other than to say that it all works oh well, that's good like i was able to vpn i turn everything off there's also uh, some amount of debate around here now about how much of the energy bill I'm responsible for. <laughs> now in that the I, building or in the house? No, no, in, in the home, let's say. Oh, I'm going to say it's like 85, 90%. Oh, don't, don't say that out loud. What? oh I'm getting a look. Look, look, look you <laughs> got to own it, man. <laughs> I'm getting a look and like a certain, the stance, the, you know, the kind of the, the hips yeah. slightly out. Hands the, on the, oh,
0: well, you got the sassy hips. Oh,
1: no. You're in trouble. God, do you really think it's that high?
0: I mean- Look, is, I know I know your partner reasonably well, and I know what her electronics consumption is going to be yeah, like. Yeah, it's pretty
1: low, and yeah, I do have I do I do have one to two computers and a couple of big monitors on. Yeah, a big you, chunk of the day. You should, uh, you know, you should you should get an electrical
0: bicycle and just charge up <laughs> all day. I, just I ride just be, that thing constantly. I should just be
1: foot pumping under the desk. Yeah, pump hard, go fast, you keep, Brad. Keep, keep the keep the leg circulation going and generate some power at the same time. So uh, I, I I was looking at logs last week. Ooh. To see what
0: my open ports, what was hitting my open ports? Oh no! And oh no! I saw a lot of real sketchy IPs just uh-huh. pretty much hitting me constantly, like uh-huh. the Home Assistant server, the Plex server, all that, just nonstop party apparently time. It
1: just, apparently, it just happens these days. I mean, I think which it's which always which happened, but yeah, actual, it's actually re- reassuring to hear that that just happens because that means you're not a specific target, right?
0: I, I, you know, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is. I already had a VPN running on my Home Assistant box. So, why not just uh, you know, close all the open ports and uh move everything over to WireGuard? That's the way to be.
1: That is yeah. the way to be. Don't open ports, just VPN everything. Wait, what were you what is your Home Assistant box? The Home Assistant box is a Pi 4. Okay. And, and you were running and you were a, what, uh, what were you running like open VPN on there or something? Before, no, so you before, can before WireGuard. So I didn't I had
0: I had a on the NAS box, I had a jail that ran a VPN for a long time, like an open VPN, but it was slow and kind of useless and was a pain open, in the ass to connect I think, to.
1: I think open VPN is known to be pretty inefficient.
0: Yeah, like it like it wasn't it worked, but it was it It made everything worse. And whereas WireGuard, like I set up the WireGuard VPN before we went to uh, Palm Desert and I could leave it. On, I, I left it on my phone a couple of times and didn't realize it was on until I like tried to turn on the TV or something with my phone. And, uh, like it, it is very performant and it was super easy to set up with home assistant because they just downloaded a, a plugin from the community yeah. store that,
1: that and they made an update. I am fascinated by WireGuard and very excited about it. Uh, the only reason I haven't done it is because the VPN I've got set up on my edge router is, is extremely good enough. Like it's pretty good. I've got an L2TP IPsec, Ooh, uh, VPN running on there, which has hardware acceleration. So it's like, it is also quite fast, but yeah, I mean, wh- the hardware acceleration is the big deal or,
0: yeah, or which, having something that actually runs at, a, at,
1: at performance speed. Yeah. Unfortunately, so like the guy, uh, what's his name, Jason? I can't remember the author of WireGuard, but like he ported it to Edge Routers, um, but it, it does not have access to the hardware acceleration on there. But apparently, like he, the cryptography he chose for WireGuard is just extremely low impact kind of across the board. So it yeah. does just sort of run on anything. And I... I I should probably just make myself do it. Like, how was the setup? Is it is it fairly straightforward? Like literally on Home Assistant, I just hit HACS and
0: typed in WireGuard and pressed install. And then I generated a couple of keys and copied the key over to my phone. And that was it. Oh, that sounds awesome. And it's like I have it on my desktop. I have it on my laptop. So I have it on my phone. Okay. It took me, no time to set up.
1: I'm guessing I'm guessing the the complexity that I've seen in the setup is more if you're trying to set up a bunch of specific rules for different clients and stuff like that like i think Prob- it can it can get pretty fiddly if you really want to customize stuff probably i'm just like since
0: it's basically just me using it and i think Gina has access to um i just gave everybody like everybody who's using it has full internal lan access i didn't mention uh, sure. anything off for me to be lines
1: or anything and so i think the, the the encryption works basically like ssh key pairs right like it sounds like this is the same thing yeah. right you just you just so does that mean it's just kind of seamless to connect whenever you want to do it?
0: So when I want to connect on my phone
1: um,
0: here, I'll I'll tell you um, when I want to connect on my phone, I basically just <laughs> I just open the WireGuard app and flip the toggle oh, to green oh. and, or I can even hit flip the v. there's a VPN switch in settings and I think in control center now. Um, so you can flip it on there, and then it it flips over, and you run everything through the home VPN, which is awesome.
1: And will it just kind of stay connected if you don't manually? I mean, yeah. Does it lose connection if you just It'll lift? It. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, okay. it's really
0: like 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 I accidentally ran everything on my phone through the VPN for a couple of days when I was in Palm Desert without even realizing it. I should set up WireGuard. That sounds pretty good. It was pretty nice, like, and I'm sure I'm sure there's better encryption or whatever. But like for what I need, which is basically Minimize exposure of the internal devices that like, realistically, I don't always update my home assistant server the moment new updates come out, because that's like it's 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 important that it maintain it stays up basically for for our house because it controls all of our lights and stuff. So I don't I usually wait a couple of days to see if people are having problems before I flip the switch. And uh, occasionally there's exploits and stuff in there that you want to get fixed.
1: So my my home assistant install is from June. I should probably think about. Yeah, I mean, the velocity of that project is really, really good. They they're, are they're always adding new stuff. Their update cadence is crazy. I think it's one major new version a month and then a one, bunch of point yeah. updates to that.
0: Yeah, and like in the in the six months since June, they've flipped the JavaScript Z-Wave implementation on, which is much better implementation than either of the other Z-Wave implement, implementations they had. They built a porting process, so it just copied all of my stuff from the old Z-Wave implementation to the new one, and it just mm. works. Mm. Like it's really good. Yeah. But, but again, it's a little... It's high risk. And there's also three things to update because it's like you have to you gotta update the OS, you gotta update the supervisor, you gotta update the, the app itself. So yeah. anyway. Hey.
1: I don't know what to say here. <laughs> Witty rejoinder. <laughs> Witty rejoinder. It's time to get back out in the world and VPN it up. i thanks for listening. The best VPN is the one
0: you have in your pocket.
1: Look, I was a little unplugged for a variety of reasons over the last couple of weeks, but I saw that photo. Which one? I saw the blog. Well, no. Oh. The hashtag ad. <laughs> was that an ad? Oh. That not quite an
0: ad. Uh, they provided hardware. Okay. There was no
1: money. There's no money
0: transaction. Okay. Okay. Uh, shout out to Steelcase. <laughs> Use Important the offer cl- code Will Smith. I'm going to get 10% <laughs> off of the Steelcase store.
1: Important to clear all that up. I saw um, the desk.
0: <clears throat> I, I, yeah, so they sent me a solo desk. Well, like I, I've worked with them in the past on stuff, and they were like, "Hey, do you need a standing desk? We have this new one. You should check it out."
1: Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, hell yeah, that's that's cool of them. But also, I could not be more proud. It was that so was, clean, right? I, I have seen your desk environment in the past numerous times, and boy, you've made some strides. It's ge- generously, my my normal desk strategy is described as
0: lightly organized piles. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can attest. Um, it's pretty good. It's maintaining pretty well so far. I got a bunch of those uh, cable cable blocks things. Cable blocks. You know these these guys. I don't know if you can see them in video oh, broadcast. Oh, nope. them
1: broadcast. Right. Oh, there it is. If you hold it right in front of your face, yeah, I can right in front of your face. It's like uh, oh, that looks like something from the Matrix, like from the scene where Keanu gets pulled out of the the pod and all the hoses. Ugh. Well,
0: it's basically they're the right thickness to stick on the back edge of the desk, okay. and then you can kind of weave the cables through them so they Ooh. lock in place. Ooh. Um, Sounds pretty good. They're pretty good. But the problem is I quickly have too many cables because I have like speakers and I have my audio interface, which I'll probably move underneath at some point. But I should
1: not right now. We should back up real quick. I don't think we actually described the photo for people who haven't seen it. It's like the tidiest I have ever seen your desk by a factor of about a thousand. Like there's kind of not (laughs) much of anything there, which is exactly how I like to keep a desk. How do you do that, man? What do you do with your stuff? Diligence, I guess. And and it's one like a, a constant anxiety about clutter. Okay. I don't Man. know. I need to get some of that. Like, or maybe not. I don't know. I have, you- I, I have, I have the affliction where the less messy stuff is the better I can relax. Okay. Which requires a whole lot of maintenance around the house. Okay. I the more, mean, I the can more see that the more tidy things are, the more it's like a hotel room, the happier I am.
0: Well, so, OK, so I figured out how to use the cable blocks things to do to make the cables go straight back. But I'm really jealous of the people that have just like one monitor and a keyboard and a mouse that are wireless. Yeah. And nothing else on their desk. So, so
1: I'm almost there. I've got a wireless keyboard. My mouse is still corded. But that other than that, that's the, that's, that's it. I got the one mouse cord across <sighs> the desk. And that's otherwise it's empty desk space, which probably invites the question, what's the point of a desk if you don't put things on it?
0: I mean, that is true. But, I'm excited. I have space over here now that I can do like Lego and stuff though. I'm pretty yeah, stoked Like about you, Hey,
1: if you needed to write something, you could just slap that sheet of paper right down there and write. You know, yeah, if I could also just s- use a keyboard like a fucking, like mm. it's the 21st century and I'm not some sort of animal. Uh, I guess. Um, let's see. So what are you working with? You got speaker cables. I got speaker cables, but they're, they're like quarter inch cause they're monitors. So I, my solution there is I just put the, I put the little cubes like right back at the edge of the desk, kind of under the monitors, So the the cords for those just kind of disappear over the side. They're like bookshelf speakers. So they're pretty right. good size.
0: They're like yeah. you know, yay high and yay wide. Oh, you should wall mount those. Maybe that's the right
1: thing to do. They're yeah. pretty heavy though. Well, I mean, you own the house, you can do whatever you want. That's there, that
0: you know, that is true. That's I can do whatever that's, I want. That is the
1: joy. That is the joy. Um as someone as someone who took on an impromptu plumbing project while I was gone. I really started to recognize the value of just being able to do whatever you want. Well, I mean, look, there's pros and cons because it also means you're fully responsible for all this the, when the stupid thing you did goes badly. So it's a, ironically, I was doing some downstairs plumbing. And while I was doing that, like literally right above where I was doing that plumbing, uh-huh. a, a gigantic water spot started forming on the drop ceiling. Oh, that had nothing to do with what I was doing. But it turns out the upstairs shower that is not frequently used. Oh, little maybe. leaky. There may be there may be a significant leak. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, that's that's
0: bad. Anytime you have to
1: cut out ceilings, you don't want that. Yes, it was like it was just like it was a fun lesson about the ups and downs of homeownership. All all right there. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, somebody, a friend of mine, bought a house a few weeks ago, and I
0: was like, yeah, just make sure you have like ten or twenty k in the bank at any time for whatever horrible nightmare is going to happen to you. You'll be fine. You
1: know what else happened in the basement is that there was a gopher problem. In the basement? No, no, no. So this is a multi-step thing. Oh, there was a gopher problem just around. Oh, and they apparently. dug out tunnels around the edge so, of the house? So apparently some tunnels were dug right under the house, which was not a problem until an enormous amount of rain fell and flooded those tunnels. Yeah. And now you can see in the laminate flooring, <laughs> there's a nice little shape of the tunnel that... Oh, the, gophers that is are such a-holes. Extremely raised up right in the shape of the tunnel that they dug and then flooded. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. home ownership.
0: It's not great, but it's... I mean, I don't know. Maybe look, it's better than the alternative. Yes,
1: look, I can tell you from... 10 years too many of renting that it's better than the alternative well there we go
0: um but okay so so you just main use anxiety to keep Mm. your desk tidy yes
1: it's a it's a good and bad way to speaking of ups and downs
0: i was gonna say i don't think i i I think i'm i think i'm gonna live with my desk messy the desk then
1: hey man whatever floats your boat yeah different different tidiness different tidiness strokes for different tidy folks. I, I do know.
0: I do like the cable tray in the back with all of the I put all those power strips I stuck oh, them up on oh, the yes. underneath.
1: Oh dude, yes. I've been living that like there's nothing under my desk. I can just run the vacuum cleaner right under there. There are yep. no cables on the floor. That's really nice. It's, do you have your computer on your desk or is it on the floor? Uh computer the computer is a floor appliance as far okay. as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's my feeling as well. Sure. People mine, don't like that. I didn't realize it. I don't know what's up with that. Mine is mine is way too big. I've got like a big fractal. It's literally too big to put on this desk there's no room for it yeah if you had uh, my my desk
0: i could hang it underneath but i have two computers and i think it, i think it would put me over the weight limit for the ups and downs
1: yeah the only the only thing i could do is if i have one of those super cool tidy little ultra integrated mini itx's that are getting really popular you know what yeah, i'm talking yeah. about like the basically the size of a shoebox for an entire like, good gaming pc i could see that being on the desk well but then you can't have capture cards you'd have it's to tr- use external yeah, capture that's, devices that's true that's, suck. that's a lot of dongles at that point but yeah I don't I don't. Yeah, I don't know why people get so worked up about the floor computer. I think it's dust. Look, hashtag tidy desk life is you're worth it.
0: <laughs> well, Brad. Yes, we reached the end. We have. Was that have we formed a cube? I look, I feel like the cube of cold opens. The prophecy has been fulfilled.
1: <laughs> how many how many how many cold opens makes a cube? This time it was uh, what, is, what is what is what is the one, IEEE two, standardization? Four, five, six, seven, nine,
0: boy, we were one too many. Oh, if we had had eight, it would be a perfect cube.
1: Hey, of course, look, I guess a cube has six sides. Jumbo, jumbo size cube is slick. It's the holidays. Yeah, tis the season. We're giving giving people a little extra.
0: Uh, if you enjoyed this, please let us know. If you didn't, let us know that too. We're yeah. we're open to suggestions. Yeah, sure. Um, Pe-
1: people seem to like the last pull open.
0: Yeah, the, the bundle the cold opens. Yes. Uh, This is the part of the show where we thank our patrons. Yeah, thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. Uh, As always, if you would like to support Brad and Will made a tech pod, a 100% listener supported show, you can by going to patreon.com slash tech pod. Again, that's patreon.com slash tech pod. And for as little as $2 a month, you can gain access to the fabulous tech pod discord. Which is full of beautiful nerds talking about uh, interesting and occasionally horrifying things on
1: the on the moment to moment throughout the day. Hey, look, when I saw or somewhere between 60 and 70 uh, IPs trying to access the VPN on my router. Yeah, I went straight to that network channel and I was like, uh, and they were like, don't worry, it happens to everybody. It's totally normal. You're fine. Like, it's great to have a resource like that. What if it was them, Brad? Oh, no. What
0: if what if they're what if they're trying to hack you?
1: Are you saying the attempted penetration is coming from inside the house? What if it's coming from inside the discord? We, we have to get out of here.
0: Um. But yeah, if you if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash checkpot. If you don't, that's fine, too. Tell some friends. We would love we love when people tell friends because yeah. that's how you find out about a new podcast. It turns mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Uh. But as always, a very special thank you to our executive producer, to your patrons, including Paddle Creek Games, makers of Fractured Veil, vale, Andrew Slosky. Hashtag. Bunny Crimes, Jacob Chappell, Joel Krauska, Twinkle Twinkie, David Allen, and James Kammack. Thank you also
1: so much. Yep. Thank you to everyone. And a happy holidays. Is this, gosh. Is
0: this the last one? Oh, yeah. It'll be after Christmas next time.
1: I guess you're right. Wow. Yeah, look at that. Tis the season. Huh
0: i got to bring you some nog. Oh, wow. Oh, that's very kind of you. Hey, you're on the list.
1: We were, we were thinking, like I, I said, we were thinking about trying our hand. I mean, you're, I'm only going to bring we're you fine. a quart, so if you want okay. more than that, you've got to get on it. Oh, oh man. man. Now we're back into the bowls of ice cream territory again.
0: <laughs> Look, it's best not to think about it as, as drinking a bowl of ice cream with some bourbon in it. It's mm. best to just think of it as festive holly holly holly, holly,
1: holly, holly yes holiday yes. yes. it's best it's best to embrace the strategy of look this is only once a year it's probably fine
0: yeah and like if you if this carries over into some lifestyle thing where you're melting your ice cream and just drinking that in a cup later on in like april then we have to have a talk we'll, we'll intervene then but for right now enjoy yourself with a, a little there's a lot of mm-hmm. weeks between now and then. i'll just be seeing you i just want to see a video of everybody drinking. Oh, i'm sorry I appreciate it. Oh, i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> You'll get there. See y'all next week. Bye, everybody.